Hello, my name is Mansi. I'm a writer, director, and the creator of this podcast called Happiness Now. Before starting this podcast, we faced a lot of doubt and hesitance because let's be real, does the world really need another podcast? Maybe not. But could the world use more clarity, joy, upliftment? Yes, always yes. So with the help of some amazing friends like Chitra Subramaniam, my producer, we cobbled together some resources and put together this series for you. We sincerely hope that it will bring you happiness now. In the episodes that follow, our guests are two of the wisest and most articulate people we know. They are the co-spiritual directors of Ananda Mumbai, Tyagi Narayani and Tyagi Shurjo. Narayani was born as Anna in Spain and got a copy of Autobiography of a Yogi written by the great Paramahansa Yogananda. The book completely changed her life and brought her to Ananda. Shurjo was born into an atheist family and came across the book while he was studying at NIFT. He joined Ananda Sangha at the age of 21 as a Brahmachari. You may recognize Paramahansa Yogananda's name thanks to his renowned book, Autobiography of a Yogi, which has transformed millions of lives across the world. From the Beatles to Pandit Ravi Shankar to Virat Kohli, many have cited its influence on them multiple times. It was the only book on Steve Jobs' iPad. He is said to have read it every year and gave away thousands of copies to people in his life. While celebrity endorsement is not a benchmark of success, we mention this to highlight that Yogananda does not ask you to reject worldly things, but helps you to be in the world from a higher consciousness. To know how, we have Narayani and Shurjo, who will be sharing their Guru's teachings, followed by a guided meditation in every episode. So let's begin. Raini, Shurjo, welcome to the show. We are all very excited to have you and all your knowledge at our disposal. Thank you. Thank you. We are very excited. I'll jump right into our first question. In his book, How to Be Happy All the Time, Paramahansa Yogananda talks about the use of seclusion, moderation, thought control, and a lot of other things to be happy all the time. You guys have so much experience with his information, knowledge, books. Can you elaborate on these things and anything else that helps people be happy all the time? I think it's important to just establish what happiness really is. Of course, it's a feeling, it's an experience everybody in this world has had, but it has a very specific correlation specifically to our life force, to how energy in the body moves. So Paramahansa Yogananda explained that when prana energy, life force, whatever you want to call it, the stuff that moves this body, that animates us, that when it exits the body, we call ourselves dead. That stuff, it has certain flows in our body. And when that flow is upward, it creates a sense of joy. And when that flow is downward, it creates a sense of the opposite of joy. And so we even say things like, I feel so uplifted, I feel high. And we say, I feel so low today. I feel depressed. So the very words also point. We talk about heaven as above. We talk about hell as below. So these are not like some worlds we will live in. These are experiences we have right here, right now. I'm in hell when my energy is flowing downward and is magnetically held in the lower centers of my being. 
I'm in heaven when that energy is uplifted and flows upward and is held in those higher centers of my being. So that's important to understand. It's not arbitrary. This is our power to control. But rather than controlling this power, we give this power to the external world. Right? So now it's like, ah, when I see this, I feel happy. But what's happening is when I see that, I give my energy permission to move up. And when I see the other thing, I give or I allow or I associate that my energy should go down now because I have kind of conditioned myself to believe this is an unhappy expectation, circumstance, relationship, conversation, whatever it is. So when these two things are going on and when you realize happiness is an actual state or an actual flow of energy, it becomes easier to talk about it where it's not vague and random. Now the question is, how do I keep the energy moving up all the time? And the other part of it is, how do I keep more and more and more energy moving up? Because it's not just ki thoda sa energy chala gaya, a little energy has moved up and you know, I'm good. Huh? Because we don't want that. In fact, we're looking for, and that's why we need to be stimulated so often. Because oh, I felt a little, but now I want more. It's like a hit, you know, I need that drug, <laughs> I need that hit. So when you talk about the yogic science, the whole point of the yoga, not the Hatha yoga necessarily, but the meditative path, is the ability to control that flow of energy, to increase that flow of energy, and to direct that flow of energy upwards towards the brain. And so a lot of things play a role in it. First and foremost, your posture plays a great role in it. <laughs> you know, when you sit upright, you open the spinal column where the energy is flowing, what we would call in the yogic science, the shishumna, and energy can flow more easily upward. When you bend your spine, then energy tends to kind of gravitate and is held below. And so when you have a bent spine, or if I see somebody sitting with a bent spine, what are the images that will come to me? Low, dejected, depressed, which something must have happened to him, you know, that's why he's so... And when I see somebody just walking upright and straight, you know, that guy has something. There's magnetism about him. You know, he's so sure, he's so clear. So, you know, those, so just your postures, first and foremost, is such an important aspect. Now, you mentioned Yogananda saying seclusion, moderation, thought control. Now, why are these important, and including many other things, is that this very life force that we're trying to move in direct, it's the same life force that goes out to interact with the world. So say I created, I have a desire. I literally take a part of me, which is my prana, which is this life force, and I send it forth to get entangled with that desire. Little flows of life force all over the place, into people, into things, into expectations, into circumstances, into money, into places. And how much of that life force now left for you to actually move and play with? Very little. And so things like seclusion, which is an interiorization process, things like moderation, because the more I indulge, the more that life force indiscriminately leaves me, constantly flows out of me. So when I'm moderated, it means I'll send it for a little while, but then I'll draw it back. I'll send it here, but I won't send it there. And so all of that combined, when we're talking about happiness, we're really talking about, do you have control over your own energy? Do you know how to direct that energy? And how much of that energy do you have? Yes, I was thinking another thing that Yogananda said very powerfully as an almost antidote for achieving happiness in your life. He said, environment is stronger 
than willpower. That means that your environment, the people you are surrounded with, the things you eat, the music that you listen, the books that you read, the movies you watch, have an influence in your consciousness and in your energy. Therefore, it is very important for us to choose rightly our environment. And we have the power to do so. If you want to become an amazing artist, you have to mix with artists and the best ones. If you want to be a great cook, you need to find and mix with the best cook and learn from him. If you want to be happy, you need to start mixing with happy people. So that's number one. Who are those people in your life that are already happy in themselves? And start mixing with them and absorbing that vibration and bit by bit, bit by bit, that happiness will become eventually yours and you'll be able to share that happiness with others. So don't underestimate your environment and do something with it, with your room, your home, the colors that you use, the music that is playing on in your, you know, at home, and choose those things that always will keep uplifting your environment and therefore giving you those thoughts that are happy thoughts. This is amazing. I feel like you've simplified so many things that feel very mystical and mysterious. You mentioned how happiness is actually working with your energy and making it flow upwards. And you talked about the Sushumna Nari. Could you just talk about it more in like layman terms and something that people could incorporate in their daily lives? Mm-hmm. Um, one very simple tool that's been given to us uh, which correlates to this flow of energy is our breath. So if we can tune into our breath a little bit more, it just helps us feel and figure these flows of energy out without really needing to know what's a shushumna and what's a chakra and what are these things. Because as I said, those somehow, it becomes too intellectual and then you get fascinated by the concept and you sometimes lose out on the very, you know, yeah, need, which is I want to raise my energy up. So when we're, remember we talked about how energy flows up or energy flows down. Um, it flows in accordance with our breath, really. And that's how the ancient yogis realized we could gain control over this energy. And so when I inhale, the energy tends to always rise upward. And when I exhale, the energy always rises down. Now let's think about an example. Um, somebody comes up to you and gives you great news. Uh, you've just won the lottery. What are you going to do the moment somebody tells you that? You're going to inhale and say, really? And you're also probably going to sit upright and you're probably even going to stand up. You might even jump because the energy wants to move up and you want to express it outwardly. But you will always inhale as the first thing you do when somebody gives you good news. If on the other hand, somebody says something horrible, you know, I, I don't want to wish it on anybody, but somebody in your family has fallen sick or met with an accident or whatever, something you've got fired or whatever, you know, automatically you'll be like, no. And you'll exhale because the energy begins to want to flow downward. And you'll see in that moment, you'll also slump a little. You'll also kind of in that dejection, you'll kind of look down. 
they often talk about how if I'm going to give you really bad news, are you sitting down for it? You know how we say that? Nobody really knows why we say that, but it's like a thing. Why does that happen? That can physically happen because the energy so violently flows downward that you could in fact be forced onto the floor. Like children. Like children, when they're unhappy, what do they do? stomp and jump on the floor and get down and because their energy is low and when they're happy they're like ah, jumping upward so you can see in a child because they've not yet learned to mask these movements as well as we have so the breath allows us to kind of get involved in that flow so if somebody sees that my energy is starting to go down if in that moment I just take one deep long conscious dynamic inhalation I stop that flow and I lift it back up and then I want to also take a nice long deep exhalation so that I balance those two flows going up and down the more balance I bring that's why pranayams are such a major part of the yogic tradition what we're living really is duality for every up there's going to be a down for every great there's going to be a oh no disappointment but if you can get these flows to balance, in balance they neutralize. And that neutralization is when the energy enters into the Shushumna. But as long as they move in what's called the Ida and the Pingala, these two channels, you continue to just remain in the reactive world. I'm happy now, but then I'm going to be sad. This was great, but this is horrible. Uh, this I like and this I dislike. And that's going to have to play out because the universe exists in a state of balance. And it constantly is self-correcting itself to return to balance. And true happiness, that's why we mention the Shushumna, is when the energy goes in beyond these two Nadis, where these two Nadis have balanced themselves out, have neutralized themselves, and then the flow is unidirectional, which people would call the Kundalini awakening or you know something of that nature. But again, these terms often can be deceptive rather than helpful. Well, since this is not a place to just passively absorb information, but also try tools of transformation, Narayani and Shojo have very generously offered to lead meditations after every chat. First and foremost, as we said, let's just sit upright. Make sure that your spine just feels elongated, it's open and that you feel that if energy needed to flow, it would flow unimpeded. Simultaneously, if you can, just lift up your gaze even though your eyes are closed because your eyes help direct your awareness. And if the gaze is uplifted, then the awareness remains uplifted and your energy follows your awareness. As we mentioned that our breath is deeply involved in this process, Let's just do the most simple pranayam there is, which is an inhalation for a count of six and an exhalation for a count of six. And let's just feel these two flows. So together now from the nose, let us inhale. Hold just for a moment and exhale. Inhale again. This time as you inhale, feel this gentle movement of energy just moving upward. Hold that energy now with your breath. And then as you exhale, feel just a 
light flow downward of that energy. See if you can bring it all the way to the base of your spine. Again, inhale, see if that energy feels like it wants to rise, moving up all the way to the brain, then hold your breath, and then exhale, and let that energy relax and descend back down. Do this once more on your own. Feel deeper and deeper within that that relationship between breath and prana and life force can be experienced in any moment. And just for another couple of moments, let's sit in silence with our gaze uplifted. How much stillness can be felt in this moment? And then whenever you feel very gently open back your eyes, you can always come back to this most simple of practices. Please stay in this meditative space as long as you like and come back to hear Narayani and Shujo talk about more subjects that can transform your life. Bye for now.